Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. Let's talk about the Xfinity Series Martinsville race Friday night. Let's do some picks. Let's do some salary review. You can't see the practice times on the spreadsheet. You can't see the projections on the spreadsheet. But if you want to see those, go to racefortheprize.com. A lot of information at racefortheprize.com. Click on the red button that says Brandon Cruz DFS. That'll take you to Patreon. Dot com slash Brandon Cruz DFS and at patreon.com slash Brandon Cruz DFS you can sign up to support us show your appreciation for the content that I am producing the information that I'm producing in front and behind the paywall same thing for Brandon Cruz do it now so you can look at the data and I think it's important to look at the data this week and have those practice numbers in front of you hate to say it but this is a spreadsheet warrior week I will repeat it again. It is a spreadsheet warrior week. The first point is because the Fox broadcasts have been terrible. I talk about this a lot in the spreadsheet and in my notes, but I will quickly explain why watching these practices is an absolute worst waste of time. I think the Cup Series uh, product a little bit better. But so Xfinity Series, it's a small practice to begin with. Half of that gets chopped off because half of it is freaking commercials. Inside of that, the other part is taken away with graphics packages. And video replays from out the week. Look, I've, if, if I want to watch Ty Gibbs' celebration video analysis of his race, I had all week to watch Race Up. I didn't watch Race Up because it's terrible. I don't want to watch Race Up now. Get the Race Up off my screen. Show me the cars on the track. Show me cars on track, not race packages, not graphics, not cars driving down pit road. But we got to show the guy driving down pit road because we're going to tell a story about Myatt Snyder. And if I'm going to tell a story about Myatt Snyder, I need to show him on the screen and, and he's on pit road. You can simultaneously, look, my brain can handle it. My brain and and the viewers can understand the Mike Snyder story while simultaneously watching cars on the track. I need to see guys getting in and out of the turns. I need to see people going through the center. Are they rolling off? Well, stop showing me cars on pit road. Stop showing me cars parked on pit road. Well, we got to tell Josh Berry's story, and I need Josh Berry on the screen. He's parked on pit road. Again, I can do two things. I mean, I mean, getting multitasking doesn't really work. You're doing task switching, but my eyes want to watch it and still listen to story time. Actually, I don't want to listen to story time, but I get it. Sometimes we get really good nuggets, so that's fine. But, you know, well, we want to interview a driver. Don't interview a driver while drivers are on the track. Don't interview a driver while cars are on the track. Don't do it. Show me the cars on the track. This is practice. I tuned in for practice not to hear story time. You can interview him afterwards. There is nothing that I need to know right now in this moment. There is not a late-breaking interview with Daniel Hemrick that I need. Rush to Daniel Hemrick. Daniel, Daniel, what do you have to say about this? Everybody calm down. You can rush over to Daniel after practice. After there's cars not on the track. And you can ask him every single question. What's your favorite ice cream? Go ahead, ask him anything, and I'll tune into it. I promise, I swear I will. Show me cars on the track. And then zoom the damn camera out. You're zoomed in. It seems like like we've been complaining about this for years, but it seems like the zoom gets tighter and tighter. It's like, by the end of the season, we won't even see the car. It's just going to be a logo. They're going to be zooms so, so tight on the car. It's just going to be logos in your screen. It's just going to be brands and sponsorships zooming out. I want to see if they're getting in and out and rolling the center. I want to see that car in relationship to the other cars. It's a short track. If you are zoomed in that close at a short track, how does your camera even zoom in that far? What are we doing? 
It's terrible. So if you try to watch the Fox broadcast, you're wasting your time. You probably got to be a spreadsheet warrior. And if you want to look at the lap-by-lap data and the practice data, it's available in the spreadsheet at racefortheprize.com. Everything you possibly can need is in this spreadsheet to help you make better picks. And speaking of picks, let's get to the picks. Ty Gibbs is the pick. Should have won last fall. Gregson dumped him. I'm not going to go into that rant. Cindric pushed Gregson. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Read the notes. Watch the race again. I don't care. I'm not going to go. Gibbs respected him. Like, I like Gregson. He's fine. But Gibbs showed him respect for an entire race, finally cleaning the passes him. And in the very next lap, Gregson dumps Ty Gibbs. But Cindric got into Gregson. Shut up. Anyway, Gibbs. Very cold, comes straight into the spring race, is awesome. Goes into the fall race. Again, no practice, is awesome. Has an Arca Short Trek background, feels very comfortable at these races. So much for people struggling at Martinsville. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be pretty good. I have no problem. He's fast in practice. He's done the pole. Everything checks out. Justin Allgaier is a guy that we've been kind of waiting on for years. We expected when Martinsville jumped on the Xfinity schedule that he was going to be a thing. And it didn't really happen. Now, there was a little bit of playoff racing involved at the end of 2020 that kind of is a reason why he didn't do it. But then you look at 2021, and he really didn't take that leap up. But then again, in 2021, there were better cars. Almaning are arguably better. Henrik was definitely better. Uh, Ty Kibbs was better. Gregson is better. And it's the same thing. Uh, Algar wasn't that great in practice. We expect him to run well at this track. He should, right? It's a short, flat track. He runs well at Richmond. He runs well at New Hampshire. But guess what? So all those other guys that I just mentioned, they do the same exact thing. He's in a good spot. I'm interested. I'm much more interested in Noah Gregson. You can look at his lap-by-lap data and see everything that he did last year. And uh, he lost the spring race to Josh Berry, but he wins a great battle in the fall. Uh, one of the real quick, easy data points to look at in the spreadsheet is right here. And... Instead of going through every single lap, which you can do, you want to go through lap by lap. Where was Gregson running in the spring race or in the fall race? What was Allgaier doing? That's in the spreadsheet at raceforthepries.com, but a quick analysis on the main page here will show you that in the spring race, 52% of the laps inside the top five. That's second to just 67% from Josh Berry. You fast forward to the fall race, 75% of the race inside the top five. That's big. If you are running the most laps inside the top five, you're the best car. If you're running 75% of the laps inside the top five, that is also very strong. And that will really help you to see, separate the haves and the have nots. And this is a good metric too. I mean, obviously if I want to separate the lap leaders from the top 10 guys, I look at this top 5% data. It's a really good way of sorting out who really has that elite status who really can maybe manipulate the stages and get those passes because a lot of times you can't pass inside the top five but if you pit early inside the top five then you can jump to the top but again that pitting before the end of the stage is not some magical fairy dust that you sprinkle on a car and they go from a 25th place car to a first place car it doesn't work that way but what can happen is that car that's struggling from sixth or seventh place that is going to have a hell of a time trying to pass inside the top five which that has crossed every series if you've been watching phoenix richmond martinsville you can have the best car but they're not just going to let you buy inside the top five it's hard to make passes inside the top five but the the one way that this magical fairy dust does work with the stages is if you have a pretty elite car then you can flip the stages and that's how you can make those passes inside the top five we saw josh barry do that last year josh barry in the spring race was one of the fastest cars but josh barry wasn't just going to walk through the top five how did josh barry get to that position he did the old pit early because he was not a championship contender it worked for him but again it wouldn't have 
taken like a 20th place driver and through the, well, it's not going to take a Mike Snyder and thrust him to the front row. It doesn't work that way. Another thing that you can do is when you're looking at some of these punts is look at their 15, 20, 25 lap percentages. And that'll let you know like, hey, punt wise, value wise, where are they in terms of running at Martinsville? That'll help you uh, make some of your picks. So I like Gregson a lot as well. Truex, uh, great story. I love pickleball. I built a pickleball court for my alternative school students. They loved it. The community loved it. I think it's a great game. Cool story time. Uh, I just don't think he's got a good car. It's not that great of a car. You're just not going to jump in with limited experience and beat these other guys and their well-tuned teams, right? Ty Gibbs and and, uh, Chris Gale are on fire. Noah Gregson and Luke Lambert are on fire. Jason Burdett and Justin Allgaier are a pretty solid team. Creed looked fast in practice, pretty fast, got out there, ran in the early session, so his practice speeds were a little bit inflated. Still went out there and backed it up and qualified. The guys that went out and qualified later, though, the track cooled off a lot, so that's fine. Um, kind of bearing the guy that we need to talk about. But Creed looks fine, but I don't think I'll get there. Brett Moffat looks fine. Again, he said himself he went out and, and laid down some fast lap times in practice because he went out there early. Decent at Martinsville last year. I don't believe it is Martinsville – Truck races have been that great. I think they've been okay. Um, it, it's okay. Lana Castle, again, you just can't play college racing cars. This is Justin Haley 2.0. Maybe he's better than Justin Haley. Maybe he isn't. Either way, his price tag, just like Justin Haley's price tag, was always too high. You couldn't get to him. Ryan Sieg is interesting. Hasn't really been that great at Martinsville in the past. I don't know if I'll be able to get there because uh, I know the top guys that I want. I know the middle guys that I want. And so I'm probably going to end up in the punt range. Martinsville, not good last year. Okay at uh, New Hampshire, 2020 Martinsville. They've had fast cars this year. We'd like to see cars this year. This is probably just not a week that it worked. Daniel Hemrick laid down some fast times in practice. He's going to jump out on the spreadsheet to you. But Daniel Hemrick didn't like the way that his car runs. Uh, so and when a driver says, I don't really like the way that my car runs, although he's running all these fast laps, and that's something that we see from college racing. They are often trimmed out. So it's, it's not surprising to see he and A.J. Allmendinger at the top of the boards when a lot of times they, they, they're not as balanced as they need to be. And the interview with Daniel Hemrick, he says that, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's not breaking the way that I want. It's not turning the way that I want. That's a big deal. He's probably worried about what it's going to do in race conditions. He's not so excited about just laying down a fast lap. You need better race trim. And we know that's something that Colleg Racing has struggled with. We know that they've tr- struggled with cars in, in, in the field. And look, we didn't take Daniel Hemrick's word for it. If you look at the last year's races at Martinsville, he was one of the best drivers. He probably should have won that fall race, uh, but he played it safe. Kudos to him. 58% of the laps inside the top five. Uh, in the spring race, he also had a really strong car, was really coming to live at the end. So he knows what the car is supposed to feel like. He was in a rocket ship JGR car last year. So when he says it's not breaking right, it's not getting in and out the way that I need it to, he can base that off of past year's experience. And if he's saying it's not doing what it's supposed to do, that means he doesn't have the car that he had last year. And you kind of need the car that he had last year to really win this race, lead laps. Probably not going to be on Hemrick. Josh Berry loves his car. You can play Josh Berry. We know that Junior Motorsports is running well. If you can get to him, I don't know if you can get to Gibbs, Gregson, and Barry. But right now, on top of my hey, like who's going to lead laps? Who's going to run a lot of fast laps? It's Gibbs. It's it's Gregson. It's Barry on the top of my chart. Hertz is pretty happy with his car. Maybe you can make it work mathematically. I got to run the optimizer to see. I'm not going to go to Brandon Jones, although he has been halfway decent here. But if you watch him, sometimes you're like, man, I don't know. I mean, but the numbers don't lie. 
50% of laps out of top five in the spring race, kind of down a little bit in the fall race. But uh, you, you know the story with Brandon Jones. He can be really good at short tracks. We've seen him be as good at, you know, his history at Richmond, not good. But then last week he came to life. History at Phoenix. He's been really good at Phoenix sometimes, and sometimes he no-shows. Same thing can be said with Martinsville. A.J. Allmendinger, this is a track probably fourth back for me when we're talking about Barry and Gibbs and Gregson. Gregson. But he is right there as well. Very fast. Short flat track, road course, blah, blah, blah. You've heard the story. He's definitely going to be worth considering. But he's not going to be able to play any stage games because he is running for a championship. Uh, all right, so these guys are not really anybody that I'm thinking about. Clements, Alfredo. Alfredo is interesting. As Alfredo continues to bring in money. The car is going to get more resources at our motorsports, and it's going to get faster. This is not the week that I'm buying that narrative or that story, and I don't even know if that's a narrative. I think that the hour cars with more sponsorship are going to get better and better and better, but Martinsville is not a place where I want to bite. Maybe you consider Brandon Brown. Probably not going there. Not going to the little bay. Uh, Mike Snyder. But good in practice. Pretty happy with his car, but I don't have very much faith in a Jordan Anderson car. I think the perfect example would be if you look at what Josh Berry did last fall. So Josh Berry, better short track racer, better at Martinsville than Mike Snyder. What did he do in the Jordan Anderson car? He did get 42% of his last inside the top 10, just 5% inside the top 5. So, But Berry ended up finishing in, I don't even know if he got a top 10. Did he come away at the top 10? In the fall race, finished 28. I believe he got caught up in one of those late race wrecks. Probably had a 10th place car, 10th to 15th place car. And I would say the same thing for Mike Snyder, but I would probably downgrade that a little bit. Mike Snyder's excited about his car. His car's okay, probably 10th to 15th place car. But now whether Mike Snyder can get that finish out of it, we know that he has had some pretty good runs in the truck series at Martinsville. Uh, Maybe you consider him. I think you're probably going to need to save more. Parker Retzloff. Uh, I mean, he can get it done. I think he's just too expensive. $7,000 for Parker Retzlaff in his third race ever. Yes, he got a top 10 in Richmond. So if he can get a 10th place, I don't even know if a 10th place will work. If he was a $6,000 driver, I would definitely be considering it. If he was a $5,000 driver, like I believe he was at Phoenix, absolutely. It would be all over playing Parker Retzlaff. Sam Mayer, 8900. This is where you're going to really start to pique my interest. Spell P-I-Q-U-E if you're ever wondering how that's actually spelled. Yeah, Mayer looks good. I think he'll be fine. I'm not going to overreact to him not having the best Martinsville race. I want to check my notes to go over and see exactly what happened to him in that Martinsville fall race. We know that it was a very eventful year for him, but he's running well this year. If we look at his real rating this season, let's see. Uh, this is the bigger number for me. It's like 81 uh, real rating at Richmond. He was strong last week at Richmond. They're moving forward. He's been strong at several races this season. Look, a challenging Fontana track that he had never been to before, I believe. Las Vegas, 95 real rating, 87 at Coda. I don't know how much Coda experience he has, but to be able to nail all those turns in limited practice, that's pretty impressive. What were his bad races? Would love to have seen him do better at Phoenix. It's not popping off the top of my head what he did there. Atlanta, I don't really care. That's a plate race. So everything looks good there. Um, basically, it's uh, Michael and what I wrote my DK Nation article, which is free, by the way. You should check that out if you want to get to the DK Nation article. The easiest way is just go to raceforthepries.com. And it's right here. If you click here, this take all my free work, F1 work, DraftKings work. This is just a hub page. You can go to the actual DraftKings Nation page if you want. But the easiest way is just to go to my hub and see all the articles I've written. And you can see that I say about him is he's Michael Annette heavy, right? When we say someone's like Kyle Busch light, they're Ross Chastain light. They're, they're similar 
archetype, just not as good. Well, Michael Annette Heavy would mean he's Michael Annette, but just a little bit better. It's the same car. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Howie DiSavino, 4,600. Uh, he looked pretty wild coming out of one of those turns. I don't know if I trust those. I don't know. That seems like an interesting punt. I won't completely rule it out at this point because he's so cheap and people aren't going to want to play him at 22nd. So keep him on your radar. There was a couple of times coming out of turn four that I did see in the broadcast that that car just looked breaking loose. I mean, just all over the place. That really worries me. The Tommy Joe Martins cars always worry me. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to make it through. If he does survive, he could be an interesting punt because no one will play him and he's super cheap. And he opens up a lot of lineups. And he may not score any points, but he's definitely going to scare people away at that 22nd. Same thing with Parsons, probably to a lesser extent. Has more experience here. At least he's got some laps. 44% inside the top 20. I will take that, right? We're hoping we get something like that from DeSavino. We know that's a bit of a stretch. But we know that Parsons basically done that before. You probably feel a little bit safer, but I also believe people are not going to go there. People are definitely not going to go to Graf because you're spending more. And it's Joe Graf. Jeb Burton. Um, like I said before, I think the hour cards are going to be better, but I don't expect him to get towards the top 10. I, I don't think he's going to be an efficient point per dollar player. These are data from College Racing. He's not in a College Racing car. Again, our motorsports is getting there, but our motorsports is maybe like what College Racing was five years ago. To give you a little bit of perspective, Mason Massey, maybe people start just blindly punting at that point. I don't know if I'm really there. Kyle Weatherman has clearly made this Iwuji car look a little bit better, but I don't see him going too much forward he's going to need some of these guys to make mistakes and to fail uh, he's on the board not crazy about it i don't like the joey gase car so i will not be rostering shane lee even though he is only 5200 bailey curry has not raced well at this racetrack so that's an easy no for me at this point downer jr is going to be locked in downer jr i think i don't know if he overdrove the first one and underdrove the second one is one or the other or he underdrove his first qualifying lap and overdrove his second qualifying lap by the way qualifying was a disaster for him he also went out early laid down a slow time he's much faster in practice he will be fine in the race the guy hasn't qualified a car since 2019 i'll repeat that he hasn't qualified a car since 2019 and the first time that he has to run a qualifying lap he's going to be one of the first cars on the track after limited practice at martinsville Good luck with that. Have fun with that. And obviously, he didn't do very well. Qualifying is not easy. And we've seen even the guys that are experienced, like, uh, say, Justin Allgaier. He's even struggled a little bit coming back to, all right, we've got to qualify every week. There's a lot of pressure. And Dale Jr. had to qualify for the race. How embarrassing would that have been? There's a lot of pressure. I haven't qualified in forever. And, oh, by the way, if I go out there and don't qualify and they get in this race, it's going to be the worst. So a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety. That's all gone. I expect once he gets out in the race, it'll be fine. Chalky McChalkerson, I'm fine playing him. I will consider Jay Buford. Can't play the Mike Carmen cars. They won't run well. Carl Long, JJ Yaley laid down some pretty fast laps. You can look at the lap-by-lap data in the spreadsheet at racefortheprize.com and try to decide if you want to play him. I'm interested a lot. Now, I don't know if the $6,200 price tag is going to get in the way, but we have seen him run well here in the past. We have seen him run. Uh, where his finishes this season? Hasn't quite gotten the finishes that we want to see, but the car has looked pretty decent. Now, if he does another 32nd or 29th, that's going to hurt. But if he gives us one of these finishes, then we're pretty good. Even if J.G. Ellie gets us a 25th, like he did at Phoenix, that's pretty close. The car looked halfway decent. I think he can get, let me, let's see, what did he do last year? I don't know what, because this could be Rick Ware cars right here. But what, 73% of the laps inside the top 25, I'd absolutely take that. 65% of the laps inside the top 25, I would probably take that as well. I would have to go back and look and make sure that those aren't Rick Ware cars. Because if that's a Rick Ware car, it's slightly disappointing. Now, if that's a Carl Long car, 
I think it's Rick Ware. Um, then Carl Long would be great. Rick Ware is mm, not quite as good as I'd like to see. Either way, the car looked pretty fast in practice. Now, can it go 250 laps? That's another story. That is a concern. So uh, where I'm sitting right now with picks, I would not go too crazy with J.J. Yaley. Ryan Vargas laid down a couple of interesting laps. He's a guy that I never trust. He's a guy that wrecked all over the place. Doesn't really have the history here. But he did go out and run two really solid laps in practice. So give him credit there. I don't know if that really should change my mind. David Starr, the Bobby Dodder car should be better. I mean, obviously he has top 25s in the tracks that matter to me. We know that the Bobby Dodder car is good. 5,100, starting 35th. Um, let me look real quick. What did he do in practice? We played him last week. I believe he was optimal. Uh, what did he finish last week, by the way? Where did David Starr finish last week? Why is that date not pulling? Okay, well, it is not pulling just because I got to drop some columns down. Finished 23rd last week. Starting in the back, I'll take it. Is this basically the same play? I think he costs you a little bit more. I have no problem. David Starr seems like the preferred punt. How terrible was he in practice? Not terrible at all. 26 in the short run. Uh, 28th on a five-lap average. If he finishes 28th, we're good to go. Let me look at his lap-by-lap lap real quick. And see if it's a sea of red. No. No, he's not. He's got a couple green laps on here. He's got a couple of 91.4, 91.6, 91.1, 91.2, 91.6. Yeah, he's fine. Load up on your David Starr. Derek Griffin, too expensive. Don't trust him. Uh, Matt Mills, I'm not happy about it, but he's starting second to last. He's cheap, so I have no problem going there. If you're double punting and absolutely have to have the savings, rather have Starr, but you can take Mills. If Starr fails, then the Mills play hits. Decker is, is – and if you're building a bunch of lineups and you're trying to cover all these bases and you really need savings, then fine. But Decker is slow in practice. Decker is slow in the race. Decker looked like she – let's see if she ever raced here as I close the pot out in the truck series. She doesn't have very many reps. She's going to be rusty. She was rusty. Obviously, over the course of 250 laps, she will get better, but she's going to get lapped pretty early. She's going to have problems pretty early. She spun out in practice. She has to finish the race. Again, this is only for people who are entering a lot of lineups or really want to kind of get crazy. But if you're getting off of Mills or or uh, Star, then maybe you consider Natalie Decker. Let me see. Did she ever run at Martinsville in the truck series? She obviously didn't run here in the Xfinity Series, right? But she did. She finished 25th here in the Xfinity Series last year. Well, well hell, we're playing Natalie Decker or what? Let me look and see what she did in the Truck Series first before we pull the trigger on this maniacal move. Martinsville, two races at Martinsville. What do you think she did in those two races at Martinsville? 22nd to 27th. So she finished 22nd for David Gilliland in 2019. The next year in 2020 in the fall race again, she finished 27th. Two laps down the first time, five laps down the second time. It's not terrible. She's not wrecking the car. She's keeping it in one place, one piece. And she went out there and safely finished those races. She started 26th, finished 27th, started 26th, finished 27th. One of those was probably set by, well, since we are lunatics and we have the power in the spreadsheet. Give the people what they want. Looking at, we are now proceeding to look at Nally Decker's laps at Martinsville. 
<laughs> oh boy, here come the four horsemen of the apocalypse. This is definitely this is what the Bible foretold. This was in the, the this is one of the seven signs. Oh uh, boy, you know, should we do this? Are we unleashing Pandora's box? Are we beginning the apocalypse by looking at Natalie Decker's laps? All right, so she starts 26 and she drops to the back. That's actually good. It's kind of what I want to see is just like Natalie Decker getting the hell out of the way. Just get it safe. Get it into the competition caution. Don't really go out there and race. Same thing today. Stay in the back, Natalie. Don't wreck the car. Through attrition, through wrecks, if you get 10 spots, that'll be awesome. Let's just not make any mistakes. And cycles forward a little bit, right back to where she was. I don't know why I don't have the cautions in here, but whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to worry about that right now. Just running in the back, running in the back. Uh, then we have looks like a wreck or an issue. She moves up to the front a little bit here, gets a couple spots. And then, I mean, look, she's running in 23rd place. She's running in 19th place. She's holding her own inside the top 20. She's running in the top 25. Take it. 25th, what'd she run? Probably 30% of her laps inside the top 25. But those were also the 30 that she wanted to run inside the top 25. Yeah, if you look at that data, when she's inside the top 25, she's there. She's not falling back. She's not dropping back. She's doing what she needs to do. Um, and early in the race, she doesn't collect top 25 laps, so that's going to hurt her average. But it's clear that she wasn't trying to run laps inside the top 25. She ran 33% of the lap. Then why I said 33%? That's pretty impressive. 50, again, given that she punted the first half of the race in the fall, and she still collected 57% of the laps inside the top 30, if I were to tell you she's going to run 57% of the laps inside the top 30, she's starting dead last, she's 4500 at the men's salary, I'm playing her. But take your name out. Put it, because I know that this Natalie Decker is definitely going to influence you. Put a different driver on. And, not, and this is a decent car, too, by the way. This is a seed car. We said earlier, we like the seed cars. Do you not like the seed cars now? Well, look, let's say this. If that were Kyle Seed in this car, if that were Parker Retzlaff in this car, and... They were the minimum, and they were starting last. Now, those guys are better. Okay, fine. Well, we can we can change that. We can say, well, imagine that Kyle Sieg ran 50% of the laps inside the top 30 last year. Are you playing him? Yeah, you're putting him in every lineup. You are. You're putting him in every lineup. If you knew that he ran 57% inside the top 30 and 33% in the top 25, and you looked at his lap data, and you knew that, well, he was just taking it easy the first half of the race and really didn't start pushing it and getting the most out of the car till late in the race. You're playing Natalie Decker, and that's how we're going to end it. Go to raceforthepride.com. Hopefully, this helps you out. Thank you for joining me. I maybe Cruz is going to do a live show. Check out his YouTube page. Support it. Thank you, everybody who's watching those live streams and supporting through the chats. It's awesome. Great time. If you haven't checked out the live streams, I'm there occasionally. He's always there. The chat's awesome. He's always doing his weird stuff, like talking about people dying. Uh, people really enjoy that. I sometimes I cringe. Sometimes I bust out laughing as hard as possible i never know what to what thing he will say so you should check out his live streams and participate in the chats it's a pretty fun wild time a lot of viewers there like he's getting more viewers than big sites are getting it's pretty pretty impressive so check out his live streams if he does one tonight you guys have got to spam the chat board with non-stop natalie decker and he'll love it he loves the Natalie Decker talk. I mean, he follows her on Instagram. He follows her on Twitter. That's not a joke. He does that. So please, 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 if he does a live stream night, I think he is. Maybe we can convince him too. He might be going out of town. 
If he isn't, then maybe I'll get something together. But don't do this to me. Do this to him. Spam the chat with nonstop Natalie Decker talk, Natalie Decker facts, Natalie Decker questions, links, images, photos. Do it. Do it for me. If you're not liking and subscribing and sharing, you should be. If you're not at Race for the Prize signing up for the Patreon, you should be. At the very least, watch the live stream for the Xfinity Race and just full on, full throttle, over the top, Natalie Decker debate, discussion, dialogue, whatever word that begins with a D that refers to conversation or talking, um, dialogue, Natalie Decker dialogue, discussion, debate. Uh, yeah, that's it. You got to get in there. You got to do it. Thank you, guys. It's awesome. I, Pierce Dietrich, will be the most viewed fantasy racing analyst. I, Pierce Dietrich, will be the, will be, I, Pierce Dietrich, will be a top-selling Amazon author. It doesn't look like because I'm not doing any writing lately, but I will pick that up. I will get that going. But right now, we got to get the fantasy NASCAR content. got to get the fantasy F1 content. I need to watch practice right now, but I can start work. Oh, I'm juggling too much, but I'll get it done and hopefully get that content out to you. Let's trip the lights. Fantastic.